In the wake of Me Too, Time's Up, and the growing list of public figures who have been called out for sexual assault and misconduct, it can seem like exciting, spontaneous, and satisfying sex is an unattainable ideal. That sex is too deeply buried beneath misinformation, violence, and shame to be enjoyed anymore. And yet, I know from personal experience that that is not true. Despite the odds, people are having great sex all the time, but they don't always get the chance to talk about it. Well, today, listeners, I'm here to change that. My name is Robin, and this is The Peak. That's okay with me. <laughs> All right. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Peak, the talk show about what makes good sex good. My name is Robin, and today I am joined with my friend Bella Rea. How are you? Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello. All right. Before we start, I'm going to make a quick plug. Um, the Peak now has a coffee account, which is basically an online tip jar. This year, we have plans to interview sexual health professionals around the country to bring you all more episodes and content to pique your interests. If you want to support The Peak, you can find the link to our Kofi account on our website or Facebook page or our Instagram page, which will be coming to your phones soon. That was great. <laughs> Thanks. That was good. Thank you. Uh, so, Bella, how you feeling? I'm good. I am just... I just love talking about sex, so I'm just ready to dive in. Cool. You have come to the right place. <laughs> Let us dive. <laughs> so why don't you start by introducing yourself and telling us about your sexual identity and your sexual personality. I identify as a pansexual woman, and that sounds like such a grown-up, like I am a woman. Um, <laughs> you are a woman. <laughs> And um, pansexual just means that I fall in love with a person, not like a gender, so it doesn't matter. Um, I feel like my sexual personality is like casual, fun, um, very easygoing, per se, I guess. Yes. (laughs) Rad. (laughs) Cool. So my next prompt is, would you be so kind as to tell us about your first time having sex or a significant early sexual experience so my i think okay so we'll start off with like my first sexual experience so when i was younger i knew that i was in the gay realm like i remember being in kindergarten and always being like i want to sleep next to a girl like i wouldn't i was never like let me go sleep next to this boy let me go sleep with my crush i always wanted to sleep with like next to a girl and i always would think like girls are just so pretty like and i would just think like oh okay that's just like whatever i thought everyone felt that way and so i feel like my sexualness just came very early and i remember watching dirty dancing like upstairs and like my parents didn't know i was watching it and i remember going downstairs and being like when I grow up I want to be a dancer and my parents like oh that's great and I'm like yeah you dance and they put money like on your like hip and you just keep going and they were like that's a stripper (laughs) like and I had no idea and so I think very early on I knew what 
sex was and like what sexual experiences were and when it came down to my first time having sex I was assaulted I was raped um and I feel like from then on that kind of what started how I experienced sex and what I thought about sex I think because I was not ready to have sex when it happened that that's why I would just have sex. It was just very casual for me because mm-hmm. I was I felt like I was already like it wasn't special to me anymore. So I felt that when I would just do it, I would just do it with whoever and like whenever it wasn't anything like it never meant anything to me. So I feel like that's why I have just a very go with the wind type attitude about it, mm-hmm. which is why I used to even now I used to talk about it a lot. Because I would feel like, okay, if I talk about it, then I'll get used to it. Because I just wasn't ready at that time. So I feel like for talk me... Talk about being assaulted? I Not assaulted. I kept that in for a very long time. I think just experiences. Like, I would ask other people, like, well, how was your sex life? Like, what did you do during sex? I think because I wanted to know what other people were going through because I had such a bizarre case when I had sex. And... It shaped me into the person that I am now. I'm much stronger now because of it. And it took me until maybe a couple years ago to, like, come to terms with it mm-hmm. in that sense. But How old were you? I was 17, and I remember he was a close friend. I, well, I thought he was at the time. And now hearing things from other people that he actually had done that to plenty of other girls. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, and I just remember I kept it a secret for so long. And then when everyone found out in high school, like, it was like an unspoken, like, thing. Like, that, everyone just hated me, like, because they didn't understand, like, what happened. So, like, I remember when it happened and everyone found out, like, okay, I already had sex. There was a group of girls that were having sex and there's a group of guys that were having sex. And they would just all have sex within the group. And then I remember when it happened and it came out, I just so happened to be put into that group of girls having sex. So then I became a part. I guess it it sounds so weird to say, but it was so normal to us. Like, we would be going to, like, parties and we'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to be with so-and-so this weekend. Like, okay, that's fine. The next weekend, be like, okay, I'm going to be with so-and-so now this weekend. And it was so very casual again, like, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is really where my life is taking me now into my sex like yeah. life is just casual interactions with people and like having sex with my friends and just being friends after like mm-hmm. I would just like have sex with my friends just because like and so it was very just like low key in that sense and like for me like I never understood the like point of like relationships I think because it would stem back to me being, like, hurt again. Like, I would never want to date someone because I never got the concept of, like, opening yourself up to someone and being so vulnerable just to know, like, you're going to break up with them, like, in a few months. And maybe Mm. that's just, like, a horrible way to look at relationships. But even to this day, that's still how I think of it. I mean, to each their own. Like, (laughs) some people are really into deeply emotional romantic (laughs) relationships and like being really intense in that and some people just aren't I just don't like it like my I remember my first boyfriend that I ever had he I was I think 19 and I didn't even plan like on having a boyfriend I didn't want it at all 
And I would always get mad at him once we were together because I'd be like, I didn't even want this. Like, I didn't want to fall in love with you. I didn't want to, like, just show my everything to you. And I just would hate it. Like, I would every time I would open up to him, I'd be like, great. Now, like, and it was just like, not that I was looking forward to breaking up, but I knew that that was the end outcome. And so when we did break up, we were dating for like a year and a half. And when we did break up, I was so hurt by it. And just even like now, like I'm still hurt by it. And this was like years ago. This was like more than five years ago. And I'm still just like over it. And even like after that, I only date. It's so weird to say like out loud, but I only allow myself to date boys for six months, six months max. And then after that, I like okay, we should break up. And like, it's just a thing I've always had. And I've never dated a girl. I've always hooked up with it with girls because I think I would also always stop myself from being with girls because I'd be like, I'm crazy. And like, I know girls could be just as crazy. So like for me, I like hooking up with girls and I get more pleasure being with a girl than I do with a guy. But I feel like it stops there. Like I could never... I can't see myself being in, like, a relationship with a girl, if that makes any sense. I'm more of a penetration gal, (laughs) and I feel like maybe that's what... But then again, I stop myself from emotions often. Yeah. And I feel like maybe that's one of the lines that I won't, like, cross into, because I feel like if I open myself up to a girl, then that's more hurt and more, like, just emotional stuff I don't want to do. I just don't like being emotional in that sense, which is the same reason, too, when I'm... I say hooking up with, but I mean, like, I'm in relationships and I have casual sex. I don't like kissing because I feel like that's very intimate. And, I mean, I'll suck dick. I'll do whatever. But, like, kissing is where I, like, can't. I just, like, won't. Like, if anyone tries to kiss me, I'll, like, turn my head away. Or I'll just kind of, like, try to do something else. But for me, like, that's just too intimate, which is the same way as I feel of opening myself up to someone which is Mm -hmm. weird because I mean I open my legs up but I can't do that with my heart so interesting so when was the last time you kissed someone well this morning (laughs) 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 I had a very casual hookup this morning and I say casual but I also like have been seeing this guy for quite some time now and um I don't know. I feel like actually yesterday I asked him, I was like, do you like me? We were getting out of the shower after we like had sex. And I was like, do you like me? And he was like, fuck no. And I was like, great answer. Like I'm, I'm not one to like want someone to like, it's like, I don't know. I also just have like this thing in my head. Like if he keeps saying no to me, then I want it more. Like rather as if he's like, yes, I like you. I want to be with you. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> like, ew! You like me? Like, what do you mean? It's like, what's the matter with you? Yeah, I always, I just don't see like how I'm not like wanted, but like I don't see myself like has how someone else would see me through my own eyes, like lovable. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't get what people would be like. I want to be with you, and it's funny because not to like toot my own horn, but like I do have a lot of people who like really like me and like fall in love with me and my friends always tell me I have like some magical vagina that just like makes people fall in love with me like every guy I've been with they've told me that they love me within like two weeks of oh my being with them and like for me too that desensitizes the word of like love because I get that so often and 
people say that my personality just makes them like fall in love and even just, I mean I've had like two guys want to like propose to me like it's just like ridiculous things I feel like and it's mm-hmm. like I don't know I just feel like it's not special and like I just find a lot of things aren't special especially around like sex and again that just roots back to being casual about everything I don't want to uh-huh. feel emotions when there's like in this aspect of life well you sound very emotionally independent it's funny the things I choose to be emotional because I mean even if someone like I don't know I always think of myself just as a baby like I want to be babied around but when it comes to the bedroom I'm very much in control mm-hmm. and I want to be con- in control of my own feelings and other people like it and that has to do too about being assaulted like my type is short thin guys people I know that I can overpower if I need to like my type is not tall not like buff not anything like that and I think that roots back to like my assaulter like he was tall and he was like will overpowering for me and those are things that I don't like so I I think I just like to be in control mm-hmm. of my situation so like emotionally I want to be able to do everything on my own and like I think guys are just there for when I need them. And so I feel like that's why I'm independent in that sort. It's like, yeah, like, I like having sex, but, like, I could also pleasure myself in, like, many ways where I don't need them. So I feel like, yeah, I guess I guess I am independent in that way. <laughs> yeah. What a realization right there. <laughs> cool. Um, so you talk about... I mean, being able to pleasure yourself and not relying on your romantic partners for pleasure or for, like, constant emotional support. Um, can you talk a little bit about pleasuring yourself and, like, when you started doing that? Well, I mean, the last time I did it was a couple hours ago. <laughs> not very nice. I feel like I have a more emotional connection with my vibrator than, like, anything. Tell me about but, that. So... I just okay so let me tell you so the first time that I had an orgasm it was funny a guy walked me through it like I would always be like I had I don't know what I'm doing like I don't I guess I'm not doing it right and I remember it sounds so dumb but he was like put your legs under like what is it called like the spout of the of the tub and just let the water like like open your legs up and let the water hit you so I'd be like okay like sure So then I would do that, and I remember being, like, I was on the phone with him, and I remember being, like, I don't, like, feel anything. It's just, like, water. And then all of a sudden I was, like, I have to go. (laughs) And and we got off the phone, I remember I had my first, like, orgasm, and it was, like, I've only had two intense orgasms like that, and they were the first two that I ever had. And I could just feel it all throughout my body just, like, tingling. And I remember after that, like, I was just, like, addicted to, like, pleasuring myself and learning my own body and like how to do that and then it would turn into like me being like let's go to the sex shop like let's go get vibrators and like I don't think I got my first vibrator until I was like 19 but when I first started like giving myself orgasms I must have been like 15 and then I didn't have sex till I was like 17 15. Mm -hmm. But so you'd had orgasms before you had sex. I did not know that was 
unheard of or uncommon, I guess. I don't, I'm not sure if it is. I don't have any data about that, but I mean, I'm sure I lots of from, people touch themselves before they like learn to have sex with other people. Uh, but I think even before then, like, I mean, the first time I like, I guess squirted, like I did that to myself mm-hmm. and like my first orgasm, like I did that to myself. Like, and so I think when it comes to like men doing it or like other people doing it to me, it's like, okay, like, cause I can do it to myself. And so then there's that thing again where it's like, I don't need, like, I always tell people like, I don't need you, but I'll take you. Like, it's because I mean, life's too short to like not have good orgasms and like life's too short for bad sex. And even like, cause I know how to touch myself and I know how to touch other people. And even, like, with porn, like, I watch porn as if it's, like, TV. Like, I watch it just to, like, look at bodies and to, like, look at different things, like, even, like, techniques. Like, right now, my, like, interest is, like, writing. And so I've been looking up a lot of videos on, like, how to ride, like, guys, like, on top. Like, Mm -hmm. and... I feel like the current guy that I'm with right now, he's reeking all the benefits from it because <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to try this. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And like, I go through these like quests where I just want to get better and like know like what makes, I get pleasure from pleasuring other people. Hmm. That's how I get off during sex. And I think, and it's funny too, because I've never received an orgasm from a guy like during sex. Really? Ever. But have you ever had an orgasm while having sex with a guy? Yes. Which I, is different from receiving an orgasm. Which is different. But then again, like, my last ex-boyfriend I was with, we were very exploring our bodies. And, like, we were into just doing, like, the weirdest things. And, like, I, the only way I could get off while we were having sex, like, to have an actual orgasm, was I would have to have my vibrator. And that would just be, like, it'd be okay. Like, we'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to get my vibrator and, like, you can, like, we'll we'll have sex, but I'm going to, like, have an orgasm with my vibrator while you're fucking me. And we were very much into, like, toys and, like, just different, like, trying out new things. It was very, like, organic Mm -hmm. with us. But even still, like, I can't get off unless I'm doing it to myself. Because I feel like, not that I don't, like, have the time to, like, I'm always, like, even if I... I'm in the middle of having bad sex. I stop and I'm like, what are we doing? Let's regroup. This is where I need you to touch me. This is how I need us to do it because it's like, I just, I feel like I get very like, I don't like, if it's bad sex, I'm going to stop it. I'm not going to let the guy finish because what's the point of letting him finish if I'm not? And I feel like, and I always like laugh because I'll be, I'll always say like, I feel like I'm going to come, which for me coming is different than having an orgasm. Really? Coming for me is like squirting and like having this feeling of just like, (sighs) like I don't know how to explain it, but like for me an orgasm is different than that. But I think, I don't know, I just love my vibrator. I'm just like going into (laughs) daydreams about it, like, huh. (laughs) But so tell me about your emotional connection to your vibrator. I'm very curious. I, so I recently just got this vibrator 
And I had been going through like little shitty like $20 ones like and my friends would make fun of me because I would always break my vibrator and they'd be like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I don't know. I guess because I do it like twice a day. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and I would just overuse it. So this last time I went to the sex store, I was like, I'm going to get a nice expensive vibrator. I'm going to get this $60 rechargeable waterproof like creme de la creme of them. And I... I don't want to say I have a problem. I just like love touching myself and like I'm my biggest fan. So I'm like, yes, you're doing great, girl. Like (laughs) you hit that spot right there. But I think that my vibrator is good in the sense of like I can do it by myself and I can like get off by myself or like with my ex-boyfriend, like if I didn't feel like really having sex, like or the penetration part like he would watch me like use my vibrator against me and like Mm -hmm. and then that would like kind of start our foreplay or something but even like if I'm having sex I'll always be like okay hold on I'm gonna grab my vibrator and then I'll just finish up the job with it like I think that's great I love that you are so like in charge of your pleasure and uh, for the listeners who might be interested, uh, you have, if you have been listening to the show, um, we are currently speaking with a friend of Mackenzie's, um, the person that Mackenzie mentioned, who blessed us with the wise words <laughs> of, you should never rely on another person to give you an orgasm. You can give yourself an orgasm, even when you're having sex with another person, <laughs> was our very own Bella Rea. Hello, it's me. <laughs> so It's every- funny because, you know, when I was telling her, there's this one particular person that, like, made me, because in high school, I was just having sex to, like, have sex. And I think I would just never get anything out of it. And there was this one time where me and this guy snuck onto a golf course. And we, like, put a blanket down, and we were, like, having sex. And I remember I was, like... I was on bottom and he was on top and I was looking up at the stars and I saw a shooting star and I remember going like (gasps) and I like grabbed him and then he was like stopped and was like did you just have an orgasm and I was like no I saw a shooting star and like in that moment I was like guys are kind of clueless at this age to like know what giving an orgasm to a girl means like or what they have to do and I remember too when we finished I was like this is the clit like you're going off into college and you need to know like what to do how, how good of you I, I just feel like I'm doing the world a service so probably so <laughs> and I remember from then on thinking like I'm done trying to be nice to these boys and pretending like like what you're doing is great like oh yeah that was so good when in all reality I didn't get anything out of it I didn't get like the full orgasm that I wanted yeah I got pleasure but it wasn't like an orgasm and I felt like it took me a while to get there but I remember just being like I'm over it I'm not gonna if someone asks like oh is that good I'm not gonna be like oh it it was great it was so good I'm gonna be like no I didn't have an orgasm (laughs) like no I didn't finish like continue on like I think I just stopped being like I think I just started to be more selfish when it came to like my body and my pleasure. I don't think it's selfish. I think it's just being your own advocate. I I feel that too. And but I feel like to a lot of I mean men are selfish. 
They are, and I. But that's no what offense I'm to men, but like offense all take. <laughs> I think it's so common though for guys to get the pleasure and then just be like, okay, like they're like, I came, it. I well because it's like, so common though. It's not common for a girl to be like, I didn't, I didn't fucking have an orgasm, like, and you deserve that, you know, like, and I feel like it. Guys take that offensive sometimes when I'll say that to them, like. It just cracks me up after I have sex with someone and they'll be like, did you have an orgasm? And I'm like, no. If I had an orgasm, you'd know. <laughs> like, trust me. But I think at some point you just have to... Life's too short for bad sex. And that's always what my head comes back to. Is like, Yeah. And, you know, life's too short to not have sex with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's what is the most exciting thing for me is just to like know that I can give myself this like mm-hmm. or even like if I finish having sex and I'm like I'll even like kick people out like I'll be like okay that was good bye I have to go masturbate now like thanks <laughs> oh man so I want to ask um I'm going to ask for more details about your self love journey yes um <laughs> so for this first time that you had an orgasm you were 15? Yes. Okay, and yeah. you were in the bath, and you were on the phone with this guy. Who was this person to you? Was he a friend? You know, it's funny thinking about it now because this was the same guy who assaulted me. Really? And I didn't realize that he was the one kind of prepping me for this, like, experience. Like, I knew we were friends, and I knew we would talk about sex, and we would kind of, like, but I was just so naive in the sense of, like, I didn't understand what he was doing. I thought we were just, like, connecting in that, like, young way of, like, oh, this is how I touch myself. And I'd always be, like, it's so easy for guys to do it. Like, I don't get it with the girl. Like, my body's so Mm -hmm. much more complicated. And I remember it was him. Like, he was the first, like, dick that I sucked to. He Mm -hmm. did the same thing to me. Like, he was prepping me to be his little, like, toy. Was he older than you? He wasn't. He was my age in our, like, grade level. And... But still, it sounds like he was sort of grooming you. And it was. And I didn't realize that until after it all happened. And I even remember, too, like, I had invited him over to my place. My parents, like, weren't home. And I wanted to just hang out with him. And... I remember, like, I don't want to say I was asking for it because I wasn't, like, and I had on these, like, little shorts and, like, this, like, long sleeve, like, crop top, and I remember we were, like, kissing and everything, and I was like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore, and I remember he, like, his mood instantly changed, like, he was like, why did you invite me over then, and I just remember I was so taken back, I was like, I just wanted to hang out, like, I didn't know, and I remember he grabbed me and like threw me over his shoulder he was very tall he was like six something he threw me over his shoulder and started taking me upstairs to my room oh fuck that it was scary and i remember holding on to the walls like trying to but i still was trying to be like calm and collected like i was like oh my god like what's happening and i was holding on to the walls just scraping them as i was going up saying like no 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 like i don't want to do this i don't want to do this And I remember he threw me on my bed, on my little fucking twin bed in my parents' house. And he was too tall to be, like, on top of me. And I remember he moved me and had me on top of him and just, like, 
pushed me down, like got me undressed, pushed me down over him. And that was like, and we, I don't even want to say it was sex. Like it was like he forced it like into me. That's right. And it took me so long to realize that that's what it was. Like I would, I don't, even now I have a hard time calling it that because it was so traumatizing to me. And I remember after like he did that, he left like, and I was just there like hysterically crying. I told one person and it wasn't even my best friend that I told. It was just another girl from my high school and I was just crying and I didn't know what to do. And I couldn't tell my parents because I invited him over when they weren't there. I would have, I was too afraid that I was going to get in trouble by them instead of this boy who pushed his dick inside of me and I didn't want it. And I remember even then I still didn't realize that that's what had happened. And he had texted me after and said, I feel like I had to rape you. And I was like, you 100% did. Did you say that to him? Yes. Good. And I told him that. And even then, we didn't talk about it. And he was actually dating one of my really good friends during that time. And so I couldn't even tell anyone on top of that because I would have been the slut that, you know, got in between them. So I went, I held that secret in for months, probably like five or six until all of a sudden it came out it came out that we had had sex and then that's all people knew is that like oh they had sex and in my head I was like I was raped like I did not want that I'd said no I had kicked I had screamed like I didn't want that and I lost all of my friends in senior year because they didn't know the truth and I didn't know how to say it and it was the worst I went to an all-girls private school it was very catty. They all grew up, like, from kinder to high school with the same group of girls. And I was just, like, the new public school girl that came in freshman year. So, like, I didn't have any roots like they did. And I remember when it all came out, my best friend called me and was like, why didn't you tell me? Like, and I told her everything that happened. And she, like, we both were just like, I mean, what do we do? Like, I can't tell. Like, it was just, like, a thing where how could I tell everyone that I was raped my first time like that just didn't happen and it was so secretive and it was so like I'm sure a lot of people in my school still don't know and or even know like the real story of that but and I think that's how I started having casual sex it just would be like I'm already tainted there's nothing special about my body anymore I wasn't ready for that I had to keep it a secret like and, I mean, even to this day, like, my parents don't know what happened. My parents don't even know that I'm, like, gay. They have no interest in it. And I don't know how to tell them that that's why I'm so, like, because they'll always be, like, the flavor of the month, Rebella. And, like, in some, like, I can joke about it because, like, I know that's how I am. But then at the end of the day, when I'm alone, I'm, like, yeah, that, like, hurt more than anything else I've ever had to, like, go through. And... It's sad, but I i mean, you have to like get over it. And that's where I feel like I am just so open to talking about things because I hope that like with me talking about such serious things like that, it'll help someone else be like, at least confide in me and be like, you know what, that happened to me too. And that sucks, but you're not alone. And that's how I feel like, it's like you're not alone in a lot of these things, so. 
You're not alone. <laughs> I mean, like, the Me Too movement has happened. It is happening. Um, I mean, it sounds like you didn't report, um, which is totally fine. Like, everyone deals with stuff in yeah. their own way. Um, I know that there's been a lot of activism in recent months surrounding like thousands of untested rape kits in Texas because people will go to the hospital and they'll have a rape kit and done. And that's what I thought. And then it'll just like never even be tested. It'll and that's get what put I on thought. a shelf. And it's so sad to think that, but like I'm sure there's plenty of people that thought the same thing about me. It's like, okay, I tell my parents they're going to be hurt about it. We go and get this done. What do I expect is going to happen? I'm just a girl against this guy who claims rape who there's text of me telling him to come over. There's text of us flirting. Before. But there's also texts of him saying, I feel like I had to rape you and you saying you did. Like, that's yeah. evidence, too. It's just, I feel like just at the time, I was just more like, I don't want to get in trouble. When in all reality, like, I was already in trouble. Like, because this has stemmed, like, from that experience alone has fucked up my life after that. In good and bad ways, I mean. It's made me who I am, like, now, but, I mean, that fucking sucked. Like, I wish that on no one. I wish that no one has to go through that again. And even, like, the most fucked up thing is, like, I ran into him a few... I think after that, I just stopped talking to him. Yeah. Because I was like, I can't be, like, around you anymore. Like, and I've seen him a few times after high school, like... I think the most recent time I've seen him was a couple years ago. Maybe, like, two years ago, and I saw him... And I was walking with my friends, and I remember he took a double, like, double look at me to, like, see if that was me. And I remember I looked up at him, and I just, like, turned and just, like, kept walking. And I could see him, like, on the corner of my eye, like, trying to get my attention. And I was like, no, like, how dare you even acknowledge my presence? Like, you don't own me anymore, and you don't owe me anything. Like, and, ugh, I hate it. Even, like... I just feel like, I don't know. I just, like, I don't think about him anymore. I don't care what he's doing. I don't, like, he doesn't control me anymore. Because I've, not that I've let it go, but, like, I've grown from the mistake that I made and the mistake that he made. Like, so, I just feel like... I mean, for what it's worth, you didn't make a mistake, yeah, and I like think that's what's hard because like I get it now like I get what survivor like guilt is because yeah. I blame myself for a very long time and like there's some days where I'm still like blame myself and I always think like I remember my first boyfriend that I was with like I remember like we would be having sex and after I would just be like Ugh, like if I like if I would have done things differently like this could have been my first time. Like, he could have been the first boy, like... But there was nothing you could have done differently, like... Yeah. You you mentioned what you were wearing, and you mentioned that you invited him over, but you could have been naked. Exactly, and, and that's how I it would still the, be rape, and it yes. still wouldn't be your fault. And that's how I feel about the Amber Rose, uh, what is it called, like, slut walk? Yeah. That's what it's called. It's yeah, like yeah. how they just dress in this and it's like I'm still not asking for it. And that's where I keep fighting with myself because it's like, yeah, I was wearing these little shorts and like but I still wasn't asking for it. Like yeah. and I think I just internally fight with myself on those things because I'll say things and I'll be like, 
snap out of it, girl. Like, that was not your fault. Like, you did not want that. You said no. You fought against it the whole time. Yeah, I mean, the way you were describing it sounded like a horror movie. That was a where mild you're like, description. You're, like, scratching the walls up I, oh, the stairs. I compare it to that scene from... Um, it sounds awful. The scene from Chainsaw Massacre, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is awful. Where she's scraping the walls, and she's scraping it so hard her nails come off. Like, I just remember being, like, weak. I remember at one point, I just gave up. I just let myself go limp. I just laid there staring at my ceiling, just letting it happen because I couldn't fight him. Like, he was stronger than me. He was taller than me. Like... So the guys that I go for now are guys I know that I can, like, kick their ass. Mm -hmm. Because if I need to, like, I need to be able to. And, which is, like, awful to say. But I, like, that's why I like being in so much control when I'm, like, having sex. Because I need to know that, like, if I say no, that that's, that means no. I don't have to, like, keep trying to fight them to like say no and luckily since then I've came across a lot of good guys who understand that word yeah and I feel like at the time I didn't know that they realized that even like with having sex like it's the same thing as like if I wasn't having good sex I would just like lay there and just let them finish and then it was just the same thing of like okay I'm just gonna like go limp and let them like do whatever but now Mm -hmm. I'm like no fuck that like if I want something out of this I'm gonna get something out of this good or if I'm like I don't like I could be halfway in the middle of sex and be like I don't want to do this anymore and they'll be like okay and I'm like thank you like even little things like that like I'm like wow like I'm like I'm glad I surround myself with people like that who get it yeah instead of before and I mean it It's a little thing and a big thing because it's like it should be a little thing where we say, hey, I'm not feeling this. I want to stop. And everyone's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. But it it's not little. It's big to be with people who respect you. Yeah. And who like honor your boundaries. Yeah. Like my tits are out. Like you should respect that. Like (laughs) I'd always respect another person's tits. (laughs) Unless they give you permission. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're into that sort of thing. Then yeah. I get it. <laughs> Damn. You've been through some shit, my friend. Yeah. I've also been through, like, a lot of good shit, though. Like... Would you please tell me about some of your most positive sexual experiences? Well, my favorite one to talk about. My first boyfriend that I ever had, um, he was into, like, feet. and was Really? Into, yes. Which... Gosh, I love. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> so my first boyfriend just like I don't I don't even know how we got talking about it, but I remember like I would come home from like working all day and he would automatically start unlacing my shoes and like taking my socks off. And I would be like, Oh, my feet are like sweaty, you know? Like I've been walking all day and he'd be like, It's fine, it's fine and he would just start like massaging my feet. And I would just be like, Oh god and I love being touched. Like mm-hmm. so I'd be like, Yes whatever do it and then he would put his my feet on his like on his boner Mm -hmm. and it would be like the hardest boner like ever and I remember being like why like and he didn't explain it to me until a while that I remember he was telling me that his cousin had asked like what about a girl shows that they're like a good girl I don't know how to how to say it correctly but like in that sense 
and a good girl. I don't know how to say it. Like like a like a good partner. No, or? like a like a good aspect of a girl. Maybe like it's like how can you tell how a girl is from their body? And like his cousins were like their boobs, like how big their boobs were, and they were like eight. He said. And oh, so when they were little, they kids. were younger. Yes, okay, naive. Like I'm like, like this is a weird conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like their feet, and their cousin was like, "You're right. Like if a girl takes care of their feet, then that means that they're like they take time for themselves, that they're clean. They know." And I was just like, "What a weird like, what a weird thing to say." And then I love humans. They're so interesting. I know. And so it was funny because like, I was like, that's weird. But I didn't realize this whole time that like, I, I mean, I just would take care of my feet. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like I would do like pumice stones. I would like do sugar scrubs on them. I would take the time to put lotion on. And I didn't realize that whole time that that was such a turn on to him. It was like hmm. a secret turn on. And I remember just, it was the best time because I'd be like, oh, my feet hurt. And he would just automatically like start massaging my feet uh-huh. and I feel like I'm a sucker for it now and I love getting my feet touched and I like touching other people's feet like not in the sense like okay it sounds like weird but like I love getting my toes sucked and just yeah. like and it's like it's kind of like a thing where it's like ew that's weird but I'm like I love it and like I like massaging feet like if I'm like doing like reverse cowgirl on a guy like I'll lean over and start massaging their feet like just for like a touch and that'll be like one of the first questions I'll ask people I'll be like how do you feel about feet and they're like uh it's okay or if they're like ew no and I'm like oh this won't work (laughs) this won't work out at all and like I do the same thing too with like body hair like I eight out of ten times I'm gonna have hair on my legs or I'm gonna have hair on my armpits or just like wherever and I remember one time I was at the bar this was like this year and this guy it was funny I mean it sounds so weird saying it out loud but for me it's so natural like I remember telling him like I've never had a one night stand before do you want to come home with me tonight and he was like yeah and I was like okay how do you feel about leg hair and he was like I don't care and I like lifted up my skirt and I had like I've had hair like significant amounts I feel like for a girl and I was like does this freak you out and he was like no and I was like okay lick it and he licked from my ankle to my knee where were you a bar <laughs> like in front of people in front of all of his friends in front of my friends and I but that's the type of control that I like to have over someone wow and I remember being like okay do you want to go home now and we like had to, it was funny because it wasn't even one night stand because we kept like talking after that <laughs> like, I mean how could you not after such a <laughs> like such a remarkable experience those are the types that I like to introduce I like to start off a relationship like that like I need to know what your comfort level is because I'm into a lot of just weird things like I'm into trying a lot of things like I like eating ass like I also like getting my ass eaten like Mm -hmm. and I feel like for a straight male to let me eat their ass is like I'm controlling them and it's and it's more of the sense of, like, I want them to know that, like, I did that to you. Like, you're going to respect me after this. Like, there's, I, you can't say anything to me because I ate your ass. Like, <laughs> and even if I'm, like, even if I'm, like, okay, get on all fours. Like, and they'll do it. And I'm, like, yes. Like, I, I, my friends make fun of me because my, what I used to tell people, like, my type is, I'd be, like, I like boys that listen. 
and I like boys with cars. Like, (laughs) (laughs) one, because I don't drive, and it's, like, I want a boy to be, like, I'm hungry, and they're, like, I'm coming to pick you up. Like, I want someone to want me Mm -hmm. in that sense, and I want someone to like what I do. Like, Mm -hmm. when I was having sex recently with this guy, he was, like, oh, my God, you're so good at, like, sucking dick. And I want them to know, like, yeah, I am, and I am a gift in your life. Like, I am giving you that gift. Like, treat me well. (laughs) Do you identify as a top? Okay, I'm so glad you said that. Because yes, you sound like a top. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm like, you know how they call it like power bottoms? Like, yeah. I'm a power top. <laughs> oh, that's definitely a thing. And it sounds like you are one. <laughs> I just like, I just, I like being in control. And I like showing my dominance in the bedroom. It doesn't matter. Like, I've been with all types of guys who are very masculine. But as soon as we're in the bedroom, like... I am the one in control and the one telling you what to do and what I like and how I want it and how I want you to be and how I'm going to place myself for my own comfort and you can figure out how you're going to fuck me while we're doing that. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So it's, and this is not a surprise, this makes a lot of sense. It's like all of the questions that I'm asking are all very related and they're all interconnected to the story of you. But I do... I'm still really interested in the history of you pleasuring yourself. So it's like you started off with this person who wound up really traumatizing you and raping you. What was your relationship with touching yourself after the assault? And like, how has it continued to be this really like wonderful thing that you love and do all the time? I think it, it was like, it's, my own body like he taught me how to do it but it's now my own thing like he is not touching me anymore like yeah I am now touching myself and I am control of my own self and orgasms and ways and I've now the way that he taught me I don't do that anymore I can't do that anymore because it's triggering to me I guess in some sense or it's like I don't know, just the whole fact of, like, he had me lay on my back and open my legs. Like, it's, like, that's the stem where I'm, like, I'm never doing that again. Like, and so that's why I got my own vibrator and, like, started, like, touching myself. But I feel like even before then, I would touch, like, my boobs or, like, my breasts. And even when I was, like, younger, like, when I didn't even have anything, I would just, I just remember always getting dressed and just looking at myself in the mirror and being like, my body is such a creation. Like, all right, I remember I'd always tell girls that, like, this is before I was, like, out. And I don't even think I was out in, like, high school. I wouldn't even tell my friends. Because I went to an all-girls school. And that was kind of weird to be, like, gay in, like, an all-girls school. And I wanted to be like, first off, you're not my type. Like, mm-hmm. I would never. But even, like, I remember I would just look at myself naked and be like, God, girls are so pretty. Like, and I would just, like, ugh, just fall in love with girls. But, like... I think because I was such a sexual creature and I fell in love with my own body and, like, into, like, another woman's body, like, made me just want to, like, touch myself more and, like, figure out. And it's so weird to say now, but I actually used to um, record myself, like, while I would give pleasure to myself. Yeah. And I would record myself, like, and I still kind of do it sometimes still. Like, I would record myself, give like, playing with myself or just like using a vibrator and because I would want to like look back and be like what 
did I do that made me like come like what made me have an orgasm and I was just I was just so fascinated with like the human body it made me want to like explore more into it like even like playing with like nipples you can have an orgasm through like nipple play and or even like a feather a feather would get me so off with just like rubbing myself with something like so soft like that like there were Mm -hmm. so many things that would and it wouldn't even have to end in like an orgasm just something that would make me like have a heavy like relief after like Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's like where I started to be so confident in myself because I'd be like I can do this to myself like I am beautiful like my body is amazing that it can do this like I have a piece of my body my clit that is solely there for pleasure Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna fucking use it like (laughs) even like when I don't feel good or I'm like in a bad mood I'm like I'm gonna have an orgasm like and even like with my roommate we're so open where I'll be like I'm gonna go to my room and touch myself like don't come over here like and she'll be like okay like (laughs) Does she right. say that too? Yeah, but I definitely masturbate more than she <laughs> She has a boyfriend for those needs, and I'm just like... Like, we could be, like, mid-conversation. I'd be like, I think I'm going to go to my room now and uh, give myself the old razzle-dazzle. <laughs> like, and my room is closest to, like, the living room, so she'd be like, all right, well, I'll be here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really appreciate how open and unfront and upfront you are about yourself with other people like with your roommate and with the guy that you met at the bar where you're just yeah. like look at my leg I think I'm just like I'm such an open person mm-hmm. and I think that's what like makes my personality like even like if I'm like I'm gonna take a shit right now like I need them to know like that's a part of like being human like it's not weird like mm-hmm. and that's just with every, I think all of my friends have seen my tits just like for me walking around naked or just like changing in front of them like I just not that I don't care but it's like it's just a body like it's the same thing as like a guy's nipple like I have yeah. a nipple I just have fat around my nipple that makes it a boob like very true but I don't know I'm very much open with like people like even like my coworkers, like I'll be like, oh, I just, like, had this great orgasm. And they'll be like, oh, my God, really? Like, and I'm like, yeah. Even my coworker has, like, given me a vibrator before. And I'm like, what a beautiful gift, like, that this was. And it was so funny, too, because for the longest time, like, when anyone would be like, oh, I have a present for you. And I'd be like, is it a butt plug? And, like, I don't know why. That was just my, like, go-to thing. Well, on my birthday last year, my um, roommate, my best friend, was like, I, she was like, I have your birthday present. And I was like, is it a butt plug? And I opened it, and it was a butt plug. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And she was like, now you can stop asking for a butt plug. <laughs> and I was like, well, it was just a fun joke, but I mean, thanks. You, you really did set yourself up for that one. <laughs> but I loved it, though. And my roommate is so in tune with me, too. Like, she got me this, like, whole birthday, like, kit. Like, she got me, like, a lingerie set. This beautiful lingerie set. It was red and gorgeous. And a butt plug. A vibrator alcohol lube like just and she was like you were so into yourself like I knew this would be the best gift for you it's a gift from me for you like literally like for your body and 
I mean, sure enough, I broke that vibrator like a month later, but it was a thought that count. It, <laughs> it was a is. thought that counted. So. And what a thoughtful and generous <laughs> gift from your roommate. But that's how open I am with like all of my friends. And like, it was funny too, because um, recently I had another cousin um, open up to me and say like that she was gay and that she was coming out as a lesbian. And I was laughing because I was like I started laughing when she told me and I didn't mean to I just meant like oh my god me too and she was like no no Bella I'm like I'm really gay and I'm like me too and then we I remember I just like hugged her and I was like I'm not the only gay cousin and we like just started laughing and my other cousin was there and he was like you are too and I was like yeah he's like I always knew something was funny with you and we just started laughing And (laughs) (laughs) and he didn't mean it in a bad way he just knew that like I was different. Oh, yeah. And it's just great. And, like, I love that my cousin, like, told me that because we just started hugging and, like, jumping up and down in, like, the most gayest way you could think of. And, like, it was just great. And it was nice that she, like, told me that because I didn't want to hear it from the grapevine. Like, and, I mean, I don't tell a lot of people that I'm, like, gay. I always tell people, like, I'm half gay. (laughs) Like, but... I don't, I, it's funny because I always just assume people know because I feel like I just give off that vibe, but maybe I don't. I'm just a sexual creature in general, mm-hmm. so I just feel like people like would get that aura from me, but yeah. probably not. <laughs> so, as a self-professed half-gay, <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> talk about the your experiences having sex with women. So tell me about the first time. Well, as I said, I used to always want to sleep like next to girls in like kinder when we would like take naps. And I remember there used to be this little spot behind a bookshelf and I would always be like, oh, like, let's just say Ashley. Her name was Ashley. Like, oh, Ashley, come sleep with me over here. Like, I want to come sleep over here. And then I just remember, I don't even know. And I, I don't, I don't know, but we were so young. I'd be like, can I see what's under your shirt? Like, that innocent, like, what do you have? Like, and I remember being like, what's under your shirt? And she would, like, lift up her shirt. And then she'd be like, well, what about you? And I would, like, lift up my shirt. And we would just, like, touch each other's, like, nipples, I guess, not knowing, like, what was up. Or we'd just be like, what's under your pants? Like, or what's Mm -hmm. under your dress? Like, and we would just, like, innocently, like, look at each other. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so weird now because I was so young, but... I was always just a curious, like, girl in that sense. And I never um, I never thought it was weird until talking to other people where their experiences were much older. And I remember being like, oh, well, that was kind of weird. But I remember, so that was my first, like, with, like, a girl knowing, like, okay, I kind of like girls. And then um, I had this group in um, right after high school, all my public school friends. I had a group of four girls. And... Um, there was one girl that you could just tell that we, like, had this, like, unspoken, like, chemistry between each other. And our friends would always be like, oh, you and her are going to have sex. Like, y'all are going to, like, make out. Y'all are going to end up doing something. And I would always be like, no, like, no. Like, because I would, I had never really had came out and said, like, I think I'm gay. Like, I would always just kind of be like, girls are pretty. Like, I think girls are pretty. Like, and that would be as far as I would, like, go talking about it. Meanwhile, the only, like way I could have an orgasm would be looking at like hardcore lesbian porn like that was the only thing that could like get me off and I remember one time we like got really drunk 
and it was like I don't know, like 12 o'clock at night and we were walking just my friend's streets like getting drunk and I don't know I just remember blinking and then all of a sudden my friends had like pinned me on the ground like playfully like it was all done like I was like what are y'all doing and like they pinned me on the ground my hands were like they pinned my hands up and my friend who I always had chemistry with like she got on top of me like straddled me and I remember like just like getting silent and being and I'm not one to get silent and I just remember being like oh my god is this happening and they were like like what's that her name um they were like kiss her like kiss her and my friend was like do you want me to like do you want me to like kiss you and I remember being like yes like and she like grabbed my face and started making out with me and then like I was drunk so like as time went on I didn't realize that my friends are were already off of me like they weren't holding me down anymore and we were just like on the street like just intertwined in each other and they were like uh we thought y'all were just gonna like kiss and that was it but y'all were like going at it and then after that they knew that we were like just like hooking up like because I was so casual like I was just hooking up with this girl and it went on for years like she was the only girl I had hooked up with for years and she was like one of the first people that could like make me like squirt just by like being with her Mm -hmm. and it was such like a I don't know like just thinking about the times we had like it was like so much fun like we would just like have sex wherever we could and like we would be at a bar and then we would just be like okay let's go to the car and like have sex and then like come back (laughs) and like and I guess like people now when they like ask me they're like how do you have sex with a girl it's just scissoring I'm like it's so much more of an emotional like connection I guess like it's so more it's so much more intimate then it is just I feel like with a guy like for me like it's a lot of like touching and like licking and kissing and um I don't know why just the intimate part of it like being like completely like vulnerable because like you would like having sex with a girl I mean you're going down on them for like quite some time or you're just like touching their body for like a long time and it felt so good at the time. Like it felt so nice and so right. And we did that for so, I think even the last time I hooked up with her was like this summer, like we still kept it going. And I don't know, there's always something about girls that I would just like, ugh, like melt over. And even like when we would be like my last ex-boyfriend, we were just very open. Like, I wouldn't say we had an open relationship, but he would let me, like, go and, like, like, if we were at a club or something and some girl came up and was like, you're so pretty, you're so cute. And he would be like, make out with her then. And the girls would be like, oh, my God, what? And I'd be like, no, yeah, like, do you want to, like, do you want to go somewhere? Like, do you mm-hmm. want to go? And he would get pleasure out of, like, watching. So, like, as I would be making out with, like, girls, I'd be holding his hand the whole time. Like, and it would just be such, like, a... I don't know it just felt so right and I feel like I like I said like I get pleasure out of pleasuring other people and I feel like for girls since I knew what I liked and I liked vibrators and like toys and stuff like that like it would be fun having sex with a girl because I'd be like oh I know what I'm doing like Mm -hmm. I know how to make you like get off and I feel like that's what makes me a good like lover that like I take pride in like having people have orgasms and giving it to them and like letting them know like I did that to you you should keep coming back for more (laughs) (laughs) but 
I mean, even like, I mean, even like now to this day, my friends make fun of me because we will go anywhere and I'll just start making out with girls. Like, and they're like, how, like, how do you find like these people like that? And I'm like, I mean, it's just like, and it's funny because like, I don't like kissing guys. Because I think that's too intimate. But, like, I love kissing girls. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so much more, like, different. And, like, I feel safer with a girl. So I'm able to let all of my guards down and let myself, like, have fun and, like, do these things. It doesn't worry me mm-hmm. anymore. And it's nice to know that my friends are, like, accepting of me now. Because yeah. before I would be, like, nervous, like, if I'm, like, oh, my God, that girl's so pretty. And they'd be, like yeah she is pretty and I'd be like no like she's like really pretty like I'd fuck her and they'd be like Bella what and I'd be like oh what (laughs) like never mind (laughs) like who said that (laughs) so do you come with women like a real orgasm every time really yes like I I don't know what I think it's because maybe you're more comfortable or just they turn you on more i think girls turn me on way more because like i mean just like like their bodies alone it's like god they're just so like i can't describe it like it's just so like i what i always think about are those paintings like those renaissance paintings of like the girls just like getting like fed like grapes like on chairs and just like cloth and like for me that's just so like ugh. like i love that and I come every time I'm with a girl. I have an orgasm every time with I'm a girl. Like, and even then, like, I love recording myself having sex. Like, and I'll always be like, hey, is it okay if, like, I turn my camera on and I, like, record us, like, having sex? And if they say yes, then I do. If no, then that's fine. Um, but even then, like, I love, like, playing with girls in that sense Mm -hmm. and like it was cool too because my ex-boyfriend knew that and I used to be like put on my clothes and fuck me and he would like fuck me while wearing a dress like because I was just like it's just like anything I wanted like he would be willing to like try and I would like love that and so he also gave me the pleasure of letting me like be with girls and with him at the same time but girls are just you know something else for me something really gets me going with girls Mm -hmm. and it's crazy because I mean I see myself like marrying a male but I don't but I like love being with girls so I don't know ever considered dating women I have and I think the opportunity maybe just hasn't like I think because I'm just so free and like I don't like dating in general like fair enough it doesn't like come to me like oh I'm gonna date this I'm gonna date a girl next it's just kind of who I find and it's much easier to find like a straight male rather than like a girl who understands that like I also like dick but I also love going down on girls like it's hard but I'm people just... are afraid of bisexuality and it's funny because I don't like the term bisexual in my sense because I feel like people have put such a stigma on it like yeah. bisexuals are sluts and like they just yeah. like, and I don't like that which is why like um I like being called, like, pansexual. So, like, when Mm -hmm. people are like, oh, you're bisexual. I'm like, no, I'm pansexual. Like, I think just because being bi is such a dirty word now. Like, people just make it into, like, a fetish. Like, Yeah, that's really true. And it's like, I don't know, it makes it sound dirty. And I'm like, I'm not, like, I don't know. There's just something about that word. And, like, that's just, like, my preference on it. Like, and I get people who are, like, bisexual. And, but I don't know, I just feel like, I don't want to say, like, all straight people, but, like, a lot of straight people see that as in being, like, dirty and just, like, 
being slutty. And yeah, like, there's definitely a stigma around bisexuality um, that people think, like, oh, if you're bisexual, then you're going to be a cheater. You're never going to be satisfied yeah, if you're with what into, you have. Like, if you're bisexual, then, like, you want to have a threesome or, like, mm-hmm. you're down. And I hate that. I hate when guys, I tell them, like, hey, I'm, like, pansexual. I like girls, too. And they're like, oh, well, like, let's have a threesome. And I've never had a threesome. I mean, I'd be down for a threesome, but I don't want it shoved down my throat. Like, oh, you like girls? Okay, that means that you're into, like, having, like, a threesome or, like, a foursome. And I'm like, no. Like, that's not what I want. Like, and even like that is such a turnoff for me. Like, when guys are like, or even if I'm like, um, if I bring a guy home and I'm like, okay, my roommate's here. And they're like, oh, like, tell your roommate to come in. And I'm like, why the fuck would I no like why would I want to fuck my roommate like no that's not what I fucking want like and I remember I've, I've it's been plenty of times where people say that and I'm like I don't want to have sex anymore you should leave and they'll just like leave because I don't like jokes in that sense where people think of like my sexuality as their personal fetish like and <laughs> like my sexuality isn't for your pleasure like just because I said I like girls doesn't mean I want you to bring a girl into this like or just because I like girls doesn't mean that your dreams are going to come true because of it. Like, and I feel like that's kind of how I see people who be like people who are bisexual is they think of it as for their pleasure. Like, Oh, I hit the jackpot with the girl who likes girls too. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, that doesn't mean I want threesomes all the time. Yeah. Or in general. Yeah. There's a lot of, conversation around the world about the word bisexuality and pansexuality and queerness and um I personally like the word queer because it's really malleable and it can mean whatever I want it to mean on any given day um and I have some friends who identify as bi and pan um I have some friends who identify as pan who, like, for the same reasons you said, because they yeah. don't like the stigma that comes with the word and bisexuality. And there's, like, nothing against bi people. Oh, I, yeah. My preference is just, I like being called pansexual. Sure. Like, and that's, like, everyone can Which is basically being bi. It's just a new, like, word for it, I, I suppose, because it kind of means almost the same thing. And... It's similar. So, yeah. I think officially the difference is bisexual means attracted to, like, two or more genders. Yeah. Um... And pansexual is attracted to individuals regardless of gender. So, like, non-binary babes as well. (laughs) I love, like, being able to be like, yeah, I'm queer. And then some people are like, what does that mean? Like, and I'm like, oh, God. Or, like, they assume, like, queer is just being, like, for guys, like, gay in that Mm. sense. But... See, I, I love when people are like, what do you mean by queer? I'm always like, I'm so glad that you asked. Let me tell you about it for an hour. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so you talked a bit about watching porn. Oh, God. Don't get me started. No? <laughs> well, I, I guess... I love... I love porn. When like, did you start watching porn? Uh, probably when I was, like, 15. Probably when I started, like, masturbating, like, yeah. by myself. And, like, I think... It was just, like, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. Like, when people are, like, porn gives you, like, a, like, an unreal version of, like, how sex is supposed to be. I don't know what, I don't know what sex I was watching, but it wasn't that. Like, I guess I was into, like, I don't know. Like, I think the first, um, 
porns that I would watch would be just, like, lesbians, like, scissoring. Because I thought that's what, like, gay sex was. Like, just a bunch of scissoring. And, like, grinding. And I used to like that. And I used to, like, look up different ways how girls would, like, masturbate. Like, how you can, like, grind on, like, a pillow. And you can, like, get off on that. And, like, that, like, fascinated me. And about, like, guys, like, laying on the ground and, like, masturbating through that way. And it was just, for me, I watched it, like, as it was educational. Just, like, different, Mm. like, weird things. I even find myself Googling, like, pregnant women squirting milk on people. Like, I just, like, have pleasure in, like looking at weird things like I like my favorite things to look at are like porn outtakes oh my god because it shows like the not good parts of sex like but that's the realistic part which is realistic so like I don't like you know that you know um Zach and uh Miri make a porno have you watched that movie I have not it's with Seth Rogen and (laughs) (laughs) and they're like making porn and there's this one scene where this, they're doing, like, anal, and um, the girl's like, I'm constipated. And it's, like, a real porn star that's in it. I can't think of her name now. It's going to bother me. But um, she's, like, a pioneer for, like, porn. And she was like, I'm constipated, but anal's really good for that. Don't worry. And so they're doing a shot where this, the cameraman's, like, looking up at them, like, getting the upper shot. And then I guess he, like, comes out of her, and she just, like, shits on the camera. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, they don't, it's a movie, so they don't really, like, quite show the whole thing, but it shows his face. Oh, my god! It just shows his face, like, covered in, like, per se shit, like, in a movie. And I don't know why, like, that just, it just makes me laugh thinking about, like, porns. Because, like, that's what sex is. Like, you have anal, like, you're sticking it up my butt. Like, yeah, you should expect some sort of, like liquid to come out of it like that's like normal and it shouldn't be embarrassing like even like a queef isn't like embarrassing to have like it's just air that gets caught in your vagina which is like normal if a guy's like pumping in and out of you like it's just something to like expect or like even when I'm having sex half the time I'm like laughing during it because I don't see myself as being like sexy I've never thought of myself being like oh I'm so hot like I turn guys on like it's always like when I'm like on top or something I'll just like really give them the show like I'll just be on top and be like oh yeah like I love this and it'll just be like so fake and I'll just start laughing and then they'll start laughing because they know what I'm doing like and they're like okay Bella like relax and like I don't know I just find sex just to be so like freeing and like funny and I mean porn is just for me porn's fun like just depending on like I also love watching like gay porn with guys Mm -hmm. like that turns me on like I had um two gay friends that we would just like watch porn like that together and we would just watch like gay porn like and I would be like oh my god like this is so intense like you're really taking it up the ass or like whatever and like they'd be like yeah and then I started to like dabble in like anal and I remember being like, oh, my God, like, if my friend can do it, I can do it. Like, oh, man. <laughs> but porn is just such a fun, I think, thing to look at, whether it's, like, whatever you're into, it's there. Like, Do, Does it turn you on? Because the way you talk about it, it's as more of entertainment or... It turns me on when I, like, choose to be turned on by it. So, like, there's, like... um Like, there's porn that I watch where I have the intent of, like, okay, this is going to turn me on. I'm going to get into it. And then there's porn where I'm just, like, I'm just going to turn it on and, like, find things I like so I can, like, watch later. Like, and 
like I also like watching like lesbian porn but like realistic lesbian porn not like girls that have like long nails because that's just not doable if you're trying to finger a girl like you Mm -hmm. can't have long nails or like just like girls that are like I don't know like wear high heels and like that like I like seeing like the dykey likeness or like just the real lesbian like experience I guess Mm -hmm. and like I like that whether it's that or if it's like a girl in like bondage getting like fucked with a dildo on a stick like there's just so many different types of porn out there that it's like if you're really into something like you can find it and there's even like I was watching one the other day of like it was like because I've told you I was like into like writing now and so now Mm -hmm. I'm watching porn just about like girls on top and there's porn of like girls on top with feet shots like with bare feet just like in the camera and I'm like that's so weird like I wonder if my ex would like that because he (laughs) likes feet (laughs) just send him the link I'm like hmm how do you feel about this (laughs) but even then like it's so funny that you mentioned that too because I used to um send porn to like my friends like my guy friends because I was I found myself hanging out more with guys than girls because I went to an all-girls school I was just so tired of like just girls in general and I mean, there was a time where I was just uh, friends with a group of, like, five guys, and we would just all hang out, have sleepovers, and I never did anything with them, but it was just, like, just so much fun. And I remember I would just, like, send porn to each other, and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go masturbate if you want to masturbate to it, too. And then we regroup, and we talk about, like, what parts made us orgasm. Like, for me, that was just, like, a fun game that we would, like... Y'all did this in high school? Not in... I did it with one person in high school, again, my abuser, because... I didn't know that he was taming me into being that. But then after I got over the things that he did, I was like, you know what? That was actually kind of fun to do. Mm-hmm. So I would do it with, like, my friends, like, as the years went on. And it would just be so much fun, I think. Like, I don't know. I guess I, I guess the person I am, it, I surrounded myself with people who are also like me. Yeah. So it would be random. Like, people would just send me porn and they'd be like, I'm going to watch this. And I'm like, okay, me too. Like, give me a second. Like, let me, like, just prep myself for it. That's so interesting. <laughs> I think I just like having fun. Like, that's fun. Like, I don't know. Maybe people have different, like, opinions on what fun is for them. But I think sex is a very, like, natural thing. And, like, mm-hmm. everyone's having it. Like, you might as well have fun with your friends about it. Like, but, man, that always makes me laugh when we used to do things. like that. I haven't done that in a really long time. But maybe I will. Maybe I will <laughs> soon. <laughs> oh, man. So we've talked about um, your journey with (laughs) self-pleasure, your journey with men, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, We've talked about your journey with girls. Um, I've I've given you all my main prompts. So (laughs) what would you say has been, like, your biggest lesson? Like, how have you changed from when you first started like, messing around with people you to know, where you are now. I think, we haven't touched on this subject, but I think, like, being self-confident is also another big, like, aspect of me. Like, in high school, I used to weigh, like, 100 pounds. Like, I was very skinny. I'm 4'11". I'm very short. And so, 100 pounds, I was just, like, so skinny. And, like, and now I weigh, like, 140 And, I mean, the weight just looks different on me. Like, I look heavier. And I remember, like, as I was 
gaining weight, I didn't feel good about myself. And it wasn't until I started to, like, I was gaining weight, but I was still having sex with new people. And I remember one time it just hit me where I was like, I'm still beautiful. Like, I still got it, girl. Like, I'm gaining weight, but people still want to have sex with me. And I think the lesson that I learned is, like, you have to, like, love yourself. What does RuPaul say? Like, you have to, how the hell are you going to love anyone else? It's like, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? (laughs) And that's how I feel. It's like, you have to, like, love yourself. And you have to, like, be comfortable with your body. And, like, you have to be comfortable with, like, the uncomfortable things. Like, yeah, I have belly rolls. And I, like, don't look, like, cute after eating. Like, but who cares? I'm sure you look gorgeous after eating. (laughs) But, like, it's like... You just have to, like, love yourself and be confident in the things that you do and the way that you look because there's always – I mean, not everyone wants a skinny little girl, and that's what took me a long time to realize. It's, like, it's okay to, like, gain weight. And I always tell my friends, I love being chubby. Like, it's too much fun to, like – dieting, ugh, that doesn't sound like fun. Like, eating sounds great. <laughs> and I think – that just has a lot to do with my self-confidence. Like, no one can tell me I look like shit. Like, I am my own, like, number one hype girl. Like, I-, I mean, look at your skin. <laughs> Listeners, you can't see her, but Bella has, like, the most beautiful, like, glowy, like, rosy olive skin. It's beautiful. Thank you. It's, um... I always try to hype people up around me, too, because... I'll, like, my roommate gets so mad at me, but I know she loves it. Like, I'll look, <laughs> like, we'll be walking out the door, like, we'll be getting dressed, and I'll be like, oh, my God, like, come here. And she'll be like, what? And I'm like, I'm so fucking beautiful. And she'll be like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, look at this ass, honey. Like, it's fat, okay, with a P. Like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> or, like, we'll just be out and about, and I'll be like, God, I, I'm just, like, gorgeous. Like, I just talk up about myself because, like, I feel like people talk down about themselves too much. And I just think if you say good things about you, you believe them. And even on my worst days where I'm like, I feel fat and gross and ugly. And I'm like, but girl, you still too hot to trot. Like you are still (laughs) it. Like you are that it girl. Like, I don't know. I just like, I think a lot of like self-pleasure too has to do with self-love. Yeah. And I. And self-comfort. Yes. Like I, I'm. Just, like, I mean, if you're going to have sex with someone, you're going to be naked. Like, and actually, I I used to have sex with my shirt on just a lot of the time. Like, just because I was like, oh, my God, my boobs are, like, tiny. Or, like, oh, like, I don't think they would like my stomach if there was, like, a roll on it. But, like, I mean, even the guy I'm having sex with now, he was like, I don't like big tits. Like, not that he doesn't like them. He just, like, would rather, like... He's more of an ass guy. And I'm like, well, that's perfect, honey. Like, like we've got plenty of ass to go around in this department. And that's what I think of is, like, you may not like something about yourself, but there's going to be somewhere someone out there who loves that aspect of you. Like, you don't think you have cute feet? Find someone that has a foot fetish. They'll fucking love it. It will change the way you see your own feet. Did it? I, yes, like, he, I remember, like, he used to be, like, your feet have so, like, have veins on them, because I was just so skinny, and, like, my feet were just, like, I could see, like, the blue veins, and I'd be, like, oh, why would you say that? That's so mean, and he's, like, I'm telling you I love that, like, I'm saying I love that about you, like, that's, like, another turn on for me, and I'd be, like, oh, it is, like, oh, well, then, yeah, I do have veiny <laughs> like, it was, like, just 
dumb things like that where I'm just like, I don't know. There's just so many things out there like that people will love about you, even though you don't see like the best part of yourself. Like, I don't know. Just loving yourself is very important is what I'm trying to say. And that's what I've learned throughout the years is like, you have to love yourself because Mm -hmm. this is the body that you get. And that's why I always try to tell my friends too when they're like, oh, I don't feel good. Like, I need to lose weight. And I'm like, why, honey? You looking thicker than a snicker. Like, <laughs> you looking good. Like, I just always try to hype people up because it's just so easy to, like, tell someone, like, you look great rather than, like, oh, you shouldn't have worn that today. Like, what would you rather hear? That you look great? or And what would you rather say? Like, do you want to be the person who goes around being like, wow, you really, like, need to get your brows waxed. Yeah, life's too short to be a cunt. Like, (laughs) I just feel like that's my motto always, is life's too short, insert whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, (laughs) and I just feel like that's a lesson that girls need to learn, like, early on. That everyone needs to learn. Yes, like. Like, men, women, non-binary babes. Yes, like, just everything. Love yourself, like. Yeah. And with loving yourself, you'll just, you'll open your mind up to so many more things, like porn outtakes. I mean, (laughs) there's just so much out there. (laughs) I will not put a link to that in the description, (laughs) but I mean, what people do on the internet in their own time is only their business. Whatever I recommend, do it. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) But... It has been such a pleasure having you on the show. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for letting me just go on about the things I love. Thank you for going on about them. (laughs) That is what we're here for. And thank you for being open and having such a wide emotional range. (laughs) Um, Listeners, we took a little break earlier and Bella and I had this little conversation that I want to share with you. Um, so I was saying to you that, um, even though it sounds like you're very much at peace with being assaulted and you're comfortable with where you are right now, I hope that if you ever want to look into the resources that are available, like if you wanted to press charges or if you just wanted to have some more support for like processing this, I hope you won't hesitate to reach out to me or at least look into the resources yourself. Um, and I will for sure be putting some links, uh, if any of our listeners are interested in information about rape crisis centers or just general support for surviving sexual trauma. It is never too late to, it's never too late to put out your truth. It's never too late to work on personal healing. And it's so easy to keep like your thoughts to yourself, but it's so freeing to say them out loud. And whether it's if you feel comfort in um, just talking to someone about it or seeing like a therapist about it or reporting it, like it's whatever helps you get through what you need to is what you should do. Mm -hmm. And I think just don't feel lost if you want to report, then do that. Like 100%. There will be people backing you throughout Mm -hmm. that whole thing. If you want to do it now, if you want to do it years from now, like, there's always time for it. There is. And and if you don't want to do it, if that's not going to serve you, if that's not going to make you feel happier and more whole and at peace, then, like, 
fuck that memory and <laughs> move on from it in whatever way is best for you. I like that. Fuck those memories. <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck yourself if you got to. Like. <laughs> as long as your coping mechanisms are ultimately safe, safe for your own betterment and like... Yeah, as long as it's not self-harm, yeah. do what you got to do. But yeah, Bella, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on to the show. Thank you. You're hilarious. <laughs> You're terrifying. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh, stop, stop. <laughs> I wish to someday have, like, an ounce of your absolute, like, bravado and unabashed confidence. It's That's what it is. It's just confidence and loving yourself. And it's years of me just talking good to myself. Like, I've been in dark places like everyone else has, been in dark holes. But at some point, you can't let that, like, take over everything. You have to just love yourself and be confident in the things that you do. So I think that's where my personality comes from (laughs) i appreciate that (laughs) all right well thank you again so much have a great day thank you thanks for listening to the peak which is hosted and produced by me robin our theme music was written by johnny manchild of johnny manchild and the poor bastards you can follow us on facebook or at our website thepeak.blueberry.net that's the peak dot b-l-u-b-r-r-y dot net if you have a question or comment about anything we talked about today or if you would like to be a guest on the show send me an email at thepeakpod at gmail.com thanks for listening